Welcome to Side B. Recall, analyze, and debrief. Our theme for this season is conversations that need to be had, recalling our past and analyzing our present to rectify our future. Side B contains the third and last section of our show, The Subway. On this side of the episode, we speculate on the subject matter that was randomly selected as our dose of the day. Then we review the topic that we speculated on by carrying it through our version of New York City's subway system. The New York Dose is a speculation-based topical podcast providing millennial conversations around hip-hop culture, current events, and the dose of the New York City lifestyle. This show is comprised of two sides, three sections, and smaller segments that populate each section. The main sections are Empire State of Mind, Times Square, and The Subway. While listening to us, use the hashtag TNYD or mention us at the New York Dose so we can converse with you. You can have your questions, comments, and concerns be a part of our episodes by leaving us Dose Mail. Just head to our Instagram on Tuesdays to see what the upcoming topic of the week is. Then call or text us at 520-815-6670 to leave a voicemail or a text message to have it air on the following episode. Now, now that's, that's the, the Dose. dose. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Hey guys. I just want to say something out there. I'm a fan of the New York Dome. Yeah, y'all already know. What, what? Uh, uh. I'm yeah. a skeleton. Fuck out here. Let's go. What's good? What's good, everybody? 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 Hey. Now we're jumping into the subway. The segments in this section correlate with a few of the train lines we have in New York City MTA subway system. Finally, addressing the dose of the day. First, we try to recall how things involving the topics were handled in the past. Next, we analyze how it's going down today. Then we ride the rest of the subway before debriefing at last and figuring out possible solutions on how to make things better, either in our personal lives or within the world. And this is a very special episode because we may be jumping in and out of the subway, taking Ubers and Lyfts and Junos and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, because, you know, these fucking trains, you can't yeah, rely on Yeah, you know, it's Saturday and there's no trains <laughs> the here. The D's running as the F on the C local, so there fucking it is. The four train is skipping 176 and you have to go to Burnside and take the fucking four. Oh, Cyber. I, I remember do. that. Taking That's the four. That's what I have to do today. Yep. A shooting parkway. All right. <laughs> Definitely a shuttle on the L train running from Broadway to <laughs> City. So, yeah, okay. pretty tragic. There it is. It this is. is why Subway is garbage. But uh, <laughs> the dose of the day is dancers in the industry. Okay. And I am just so excited again to have the perfect guest for this. And this is NV. Please tell us a little bit about you, about, just please, just, just go ahead again? and talk about yourself, Ma. Let us know who you be. All right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, um, where do I start? Um, let's see. Background. Yes, dancer. I started dancing when I was seven. Um, I grew up in a Caribbean American household, so my family is great for roasting. <laughs> That's just like a part of the culture. Yeah. And when I was younger, they used to roast me all the time for not having rhythm. And mm. it used to like really mess with me and like no matter how much I would attempt to try to get my tuning together it just wasn't there and I just have this one specific memory of being in the kitchen my sister had to be at least like two years old I was six and I'm just trying to dance to some music that's playing on the radio my mom's like Rita what are you doing and I'm like I'm dancing mom and Kiki's like no you're not two years old no you're not you gotta do it so ever since then i was just like mom keeping me some dance classes and then i never looked back i've been doing it ever since um i grew up in a dance studio in queens shout out to eileen school of dance also known as elite dance conservatory you were okay (laughs) um and then after or by the time it was time for me to go to high school um i applied to laguardia Yes. Okay, lag. You know, lag. Twenty fourteen. 
And um, once I got to LaGuardia, I was just like, I'm done with competition dancing. I just want to immerse myself into what my high school has to offer. Um, so I experienced like ballet on a different um level as far as like the seriousness of it right um modern dance i was introduced to horton and graham technique yes, horton and graham I horton. Was, you know and i did graham in talent unlimited it was like we had to do it like junior and senior year mm-hmm. and we used to hate going only because we had to stay later mm-hmm. like past whatever mm-hmm. but I appreciated Graham so much, like yeah. as I got older, because it's such a good core, like it is foundation. Like, yeah, I had a super sensitive, like when I tell you, super sensitive, super sensitive modern teacher, beautiful lady, but crazy sensitive artist, and um, she always would let us know, like how Graham is connected to our life how um yes. how like the different fundamentals of the movement is connected to your body your spirit and everything around you i think the biggest thing that i learned was um zero space mm. and everything around you is you're affecting everything around you yes. so i definitely appreciated that um i did musical theater um we did tap so literally a bit of everything, everything. everything. Um, once I graduated in 2014, I actually not really in 2014. I think what happened for me is around like my junior year. I was like, oh my God, I want to go to UCLA or I want to go to USC or go to Cal Arts. I'm going to get my degree in dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then senior year came and I saw all my friends just super stressed about applications and fees for applications and not sure if they're going to get into the school and seeing them get waitlisted. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do any of it, actually. I'm just going to make sure I graduate this year and live my life. And um, I was very thankful to have my mom be supportive of that. She was just like, you know, um, Rita, whatever you need to do, just make sure that you are happy with whatever you have going on. Um, so during my high school years, uh, I was exposed to what's called commercial dance. Yes. And in a nutshell, that's just all the dance that you see that's televised Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, going on tour, dancing for artists, being on an award show, all Mm -hmm. those different things. And, um, my first tour was with um, this artist by the name of Caitlin Nickel, which, by the way, she just uh, starred in the new Soul Train movie that came out on mm. ET. So check her out. Yes. Um, but yeah, she was signed with um, Matriarch Records. She was under Mary J. Blige. And that was my first tour ever. We were on Diggy Simmons' tour. I was 15. <gasps> I was on Diggy Simmons' tour, oh, and so you I might, just knew. I was <laughs> like, oh, so I can get paid to travel to dance to eat and all of that? What? I'm doing this again. <laughs> and like I said, yeah. 15. That's 15. And your mom was like. Yeah, my, my mom was like. Yeah. My mom is so crazy because she's like, she's a very blunt person. She'll be like, I don't oh, care. You know, us Caribbean, right. like, they're just. She'll, she'll <laughs> say stuff to me like, girl, do what you got to do. I don't care. But she means it in the most. Loving, loving that's love right there that's like possible mom i love you too <laughs> <laughs> right she just she anything that she knew that was gonna push forward for me and no matter like um um if it was gonna take me to where i really wanted to go yeah. no matter where i knew what that was yeah it was just go for it as long as you're safe i'm good right um so yeah once like i said once i graduated um i kind of try to figure out like what's next what should I do how do I want to go about this because I was already familiar with everybody in the community I was already familiar with like different choreographers different dancers just you know mixing in with different um personalities and block agency was having a call and I auditioned for them and I auditioned for them I believe twice 
the first time I just feel like I wasn't in the right headspace. Right. The second time, I think I just wanted it so bad that they saw that and I was signed. Oh wow! Congrats. Um, That's like with Block NYC, right? Yeah, I was that's like block, yeah. one of the major. Like, if you are a dancer and you want to do commercial dancing, yeah, Block is where it's at. Yeah. However, oh, Block dropped, oh, and no. you know. Thinking back to it, it was just, for me, any job that you are on or anybody that's supposed to be the person looking out for you, the person that's supposed to be getting these jobs, the person that's supposed to be making sure that they have your back, we just didn't have the right chemistry. And I was able to appreciate that later down the line. Right. But before then, I was looking at it as... Why aren't they sending me on good jobs? Why aren't they sending me? Why are they sending me jobs that have to? My callback is I have to swim. Like it was just <laughs> random stuff like and that. Then, so once they dropped me, I kind of went into this headspace. It was just like I knew it was coming, but like when it actually happened, I was just like, Aah. "Wait, how old were you when that was?" Like, this was in off tour twenty. This was twenty fifteen. Okay. 2015. So I got signed with them January 2015. They dropped me in June of 2015. Okay. Um, so yeah, once that happened, I kind of was just like, you know what? I need to get away. I like to do this thing where I get frustrated and, and I just go away. And I come back and I feel <laughs> rejuvenated and I'm ready to take over the world. Yes. Um, so at the time, I was working as a dance teacher at this Jewish camp Mm -hmm. in Pennsylvania, which was pretty freaking cool. And when I came back, I started modeling. They paid me enough coins for me to find a nice photographer to get me some good quality pictures. (laughs) And like, you know, growing up, I watched America's Next Top Model. That was like every girl's go-to show to be, you know, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to be a model. I want to be on top. I want to be signed to elite model management everything so for me to be able to actually invest in that and to push forth and execute what it is that I've always wanted to do Mm -hmm. is really really great and then as soon as I started taking my pictures a lot more people were like oh can we shoot with you can we shoot with you can we shoot with you so it started like boosting page right now bro (laughs) um it started boosting my like confidence it started really, and I wouldn't say boosting my ego, but it just really boosted my confidence yeah. to believe that, you know, anything I really wanted to do, I'm the only person stopping myself from doing it. So, wait, speaking of photographer, we both got shot by uh, my friend Kadri. Yeah, I love we went, him. Yeah, we went to college together. Oh, and so then, cool. um, Buff State, let's yeah, go. Buff State. And, um, yeah, and I saw, I was like, oh shit, because, you know, at that point, like, I only knew you from IG when he shot you, but I was like, yeah, those pictures. He's amazing. He is a He's amazing. One. He is A1 to the A. a- I'm about to hit you up again, Kadri. You know, just give me. And, and like, on top of that, like, working with him was, like, such a breeze because, like, he was the first person I ever did, like, close to a nude shoot with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these photographers, some of these photographers out here just be one of these girls in yeah, the we're gonna forest, get into it. Yeah. or you know, it's just like in the industry, like especially <sighs> with girls and guys, like especially like if you're and if you're an attractive, like mm-hmm. you know, if you got body, yeah, if you got like it's just like, it and then like when they hit you up and they try to like tell you like because I'm sure like I don't know who idea was it, but like let's say if it was his idea, like there's a way like in wording like I've gotten wording that mm-hmm. I'm just like you can tell if they're trying to like use it for later in the night for themselves right. or for actual work. And it's and just so like super professional, yeah, unprofessional, super fucking whack. So you know, like I said, I was very grateful to have worked with him. The chemistry be super, you know cosmic yes and ever since then like every time we shoot together it's just it's just magic i want to go back <laughs> to him i'm like we should do a dual shoot okay, <laughs> I'm gonna cross. no that 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 was that in the bronx that little forest that the, waterfall so that you did it yes in? it was i in, was like the bronx be out here like these little hidden gems yes, that waterfall we had been talking about it for a year Waterfall. <laughs> For a year. <laughs> that is that. 
Well, I tell you, we had been talking about it for a year. <laughs> it was a long time coming. So, like, it was the hottest day in July. It was, I think it was the yes, first July, day of July. birthday month. Yeah, it's come through. And, yeah, I think it was, like, 100 degrees. I decided I wanted to be in formal dresses. <laughs> I was like, let me just have this nice big ball gown in the middle of the park. Okay, great. It let was, me have this it was, long so gown in a waterfall. With your perfect titties. And, well, thank you. I love chocolate morsels. But no, he told me because I remember I was like, oh, uh, you shot her, whatever. He was like, she's just, he was like, I love working with dancers um, because, you know, you know your body. So mm-hmm. he was like, he's like, I didn't have to direct her. Like, he was like, I felt the same with you. Like, you know, you just move because, you know, like, you know your body. So you know it's your just angles. Exactly. You say, get pictures, know your angles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so then. Modeling. Yes. So once I started modeling, I had maybe started doing all of that for about, um, uh, let's say, I would say like maybe four or five months. Mm -hmm. And then I auditioned for another agency, the agency I'm tied with now, which is Clear Talent Group. Mm -hmm. And it was... 800 plus people that auditioned. I feel like I was like number 756 or something like that. And I was one of 10 people that got signed from that audition. So okay. I okay. literally. Was it all New York or was it different people? No, it was, it was the New York location, but I'm pretty sure people, people travel. From, okay. People definitely come from the tri-state area. Right. You know, if people are looking to travel from LA to New York, you know, they're definitely going to be there at the audition. So, yeah, once I got signed to Clear, it was just like, okay, let's give this another go. Let's see what happens. And literally, the relationship has just been amazing. My very first job with them was Beyonce, the Lemonade um, VMA performance. You were in that? Yeah. So, literally, I was just like, is this happening? So, Queen is Beyonce nice? She's super nice. She's definitely, I wouldn't say. Yeah, Brooke is looking at the picture <laughs> of her in the water. Do you know where exactly that is? That like? is by the water park that's in, It. it's not, mm, I don't want to lie. I don't want to be wrong. It's, I think it's in Mount Vernon, somewhere in Mount, because I know it's a, it's a little Vernon. further. I want to say it's in Yonkers. It's like a yeah, water so Mount, park. Yeah, Mount that's Vernon like, is near there. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's a water park that's in Yonkers. In, in the park, there's like the pond, and behind the pond where the bridge is, there's a waterfall. Gotcha. It's Damn. so sick. It's so, so sick. That's dope. But yeah, um, but keep name dropping because you did <laughs> real quick, real quick, just little like after. So this is also Let like, no, we legit yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> we legit here. Oh man, it's so Beyonce amazing. was your first. Beyonce okay. was like That's, the first. I like, take everything, take yeah. my soul. I want take my soul. Yeah. Here, you want Beyonce. anything else? You want some blood? Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce was definitely like the first big sign job that mm-hmm. I had. Um, but hold on, let me pull out my resume because it's like I don't get to talk about this often. No, like, you um, have like that's the thing. Like people be afraid to like. I you know I don't mean to name drop. I'm like, no, you deserve it. Like, fuck that. Of course, there's a way of saying it, but yeah. it's just like no. Like I'm all for like I don't get. I don't be like Ugh, these people are name drop. I'm just like yeah, that's just fucking dope, and yeah. you should be proud of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like absolutely. All right, so on the list we have okay. We have Beyonce. Ah. We have Ariana Grande. Ooh. Oh. We have my mother, Rihanna. No. Oh, I saw, no, no way. Wait, she did the Grammys. I did the Grammys and Re- I did the Last. Savage Fenty fashion show. Yes. All in one year, by the way. Oh. And what, no, I'm not going to lie. When I think of Rihanna, I think of you too. Because it's like, it's the essence, like the, the same essence yeah. of like, I, I definitely get that a lot. I get Rihanna. I get Willow Smith. Sometimes mm, I get Willow. Um, sometimes yes. I get Ciara. Ciara. Oh, From time to time. I don't know why. People have been telling me Tia and Tamara Mowry. What? What? <laughs> right. Let's pause it there. Let's stop. I'm not sure. Well, maybe stop. like, the acting, like maybe facial expressions. I, I mean, I guess. I mean, they're but they're boring too. though. <laughs> what? I, mean, I think they're boring. Right get now. out! Get out! Right I mean, now, they're boring. They right are now. my sister. Like I grew up with them, so oh, no. sister, I still, sister, I still watch sister, sister. But right sister now, right now, which which sister is on the real? 
Tamara. It's Tamara. Okay. I like Tamara. Right. I like, but she's like them. very like. She's very. Buffy. She's conservative. She's very conservative. She definitely it's, is conservative. Tia is more out there. Yeah, right? she's more open. No, Tino shade though. I feel like once I saw her on the game, I was kind of over it. Like, yeah. oh, Tia, yeah, yeah. I like saw her that first season. It was really good, and then like after it just went. I felt the same way, and then I st- and then they came out with their show, Sisters, the mm-hmm. uh, Tia Tamara show, and I love Tia. I'm there too. Like, yeah, they're there. And I love her IGTV story. They're like all mom stuff. <laughs> Maybe because I'm getting old. Like, <laughs> but yes, I'll do that with my future kids. And but, okay, so lately, Rihanna. Lately, a lot of people have been telling me I look like Tyra Banks. I'm not sure. Okay. I don't see Tyra. I'm not sure. I, don't I, see Tyra. I, think, I, I think it depends on what my hair looks mm-hmm. like. Because I'm always switching up my hair, whether I'm like in my bantu knots, I got my curly fro. Yes. Sometimes I like to do a nice long ponytail braid. Okay. I have this move called the helicopter. Right? <laughs> Whipping around. Um, but yeah, back to these name dropping. Yeah, okay. Um, Bring up that list. resume. Let me see that real quick. list. I see. <laughs> um, we have Halsey. Halsey. What, yes. What's she like? She's super down to earth. Like, she's really cool she's like what's up guys how you doing okay cool this is great like wait how about Riri? Riri in person Riri. Riri? Oh, okay i got her Riri. let me tell you <laughs> yeah so i had the the grammys let me start with the grammys mm-hmm. the grammys we had a we had what a week mm-hmm. before the, the show to have everything put together and um I was brought onto it. No, when did I audition for it? My audition was the same day as my the showing that I did for SNL for Halsey. So yes. it was on the same day. And once I got the call for it, we were in rehearsals maybe three days before Re came in. And then she came, she watched it, and she loved she it. She watched the rehearsal she of Halsey? Wa- no, no, no. Oh, I'm talking about the Grammy. Okay, okay, okay. So she watched everything once choreography was finished and everything. They made some changes, and then she started learning what, mm-hmm. you know, her yeah. role and everything. And I remember I was sitting down, and she was like, ooh, yeah, your tights are real cute. We're going to have a conversation after. I was ah! like, yeah. Like, we're gonna have a conversation after. I'm like, I was like, you don't even know. Yeah, you don't even know how much I worship you. But yeah, we're gonna have a conversation after. Yeah. And then, like, we were able to get our nails done for it. Mm-hmm. And I was backstage. Uh, I had just finished getting my nails done, and she just comes waltzing back. What are you doing back here? I was like, mm-hmm. I just got my nails done. <laughs> and then she touched my hand, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> She touched my hand. Oh, I've never washed my hand. <laughs> and yeah, no, but Ree's absolutely what you think she is. Yeah. Like that what she portrays out. Like, I, I, yeah, I guess yeah, you can tell. She's yeah. hella real. Yeah. Like, you know, there's no reason to, for me personally, I feel like celebrities, it depends on who they are, where they are, who's managing them, who's managing them what their mood is like, how they work, their ethic. There's a lot that goes into it. But I've been very fortunate to work with artists that are not pig-headed or like I'm so stuck happy up. for you. Um, and it's also music that I enjoy dancing yeah, to. Yeah. Like, yes. that's the best part about Where it. Where you're not just taking a job just to take it. It's like right. taking a job because to get some coins. it's all around like mm-hmm. beneficial. Yeah, like, it, I love your music. I The coins are good. It yes, definitely works for me. Um, so... Yeah, Rihanna. Um, we have Thalia. I, yes, um, I the la primo primo de los yeah, uh, uh, primo de los definitely. Um, Rotimi. Um, we have. I was in Yo Gotti's um, dripping video. Hey. Oh, I got the juice. Hey. No AP. She got that way. Hey. She got that. Where was that? Hey. Um, that was shot in Brooklyn. Really. Mm-hmm. I was shot in Brooklyn in uh, Greenpoint, actually. Oh shit! Um, who else? Um, I'm in Sean Paul's Crick Neck video. Um, I'm in Lion Babe's new video, The Wave. I saw so that too. I, I saw that video. So I, I I didn't hear about Lion Babe until um, New Year's. I DJ New Year's, and um, 
the the guy that's part of the group. Astro. Uh, yeah. So Astro played before I did. Ah. And I was like, oh shit, I didn't. I was like, oh, this is a really small world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, they he was like at Coachella and they did a track with Charles Gambino. Yeah. Yep. Jump yeah. high. That's a really great song. Yeah. I, that was my first time working with them, Coachella. So oh, shit. um it was it, it was kind of just like somebody referred me for it and they were like, Yeah, I'm gonna send so and so your number. I was like, Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Blessings. Yeah. You're a real one. And then all of a sudden I was at Coachella. Yes. And we were dancing on the main stage. Mm. So like to was see, that 20,000 people, 30? Well, we were the first act of the day on Sunday. So I want to say, like, I know the crowd limit is probably that much. Mm-hmm. But we had, like, a good, I want to say, like, 400, 500 people. It was okay. like, a good crowd. And they yes. were really feeling us. Both weekends, it was amazing. So, yes. Um, that was super, super tight. But, yes, Dance for Lying Babe. Um, Dance for Kalala. Uh, um, yeah, she's a queen. I love you, girl. I like the name. Her name She's Kalala. so good. Yeah, and the crazy thing is when I, I first, get when I first met her, I see the name, and I want to say Kalala. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to say your name wrong. How do you say it? She's like, it's Kalala. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like so how'd you get connected to her? So through her, um, well... Prior to me dancing for Kalela, I danced for Azalea Banks. Her choreographer was the assistant choreographer. Sam D would love job. to meet you. Oh, he, he, he's a stand for Azalea. Like, really? Yeah. We're always having the banks. <laughs> but he's a stand for Azalea. Yeah. D, we got her dance in the building. Where you at? One Where you at? One degree. <laughs> You're almost there, D. <laughs> All the work is coming to this point. <laughs> And um, yeah, he was assisting the choreo for um, Kalela. We were doing uh, a performance for the Chanel after show. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? The after party. Duh. Um, and he had referred me. And the choreographer is somebody his, uh, that I ended up working with prior. His name's Alex. He's on um, Viceland's My House. He's so fabulous, folks. Down. Yes. Um, I love that series. Mm-hmm. And house, yeah, Viceland. so literally, it's just a matter of like me knowing somebody that's like, hey, I'm going to put you onto this. I'm right. Like, oh, okay, great. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Um, I danced in a Philip Klein fashion show that ended up like the performances were for Future and Nicki Minaj. Yes. Um, Fuck. Who else? Nah, you out here. You out here. I'm trying to think. I'm like, we might have to call it a wrap. I don't think I want to hear more of this shit. I don't know why you're here. (laughs) I'm sorry I wasted your time. I'm sorry I don't have a better bike situation for right, you. Yeah, I'm like this. I was like, we need fucking yeah, we need lobster. We need fucking cheese and crackers. Where's my? That was the goal. I'm telling you, that was the goal. Yes, I love but, seafood too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, next time, I hopefully this is not the last time we see you. But yeah, no, it's gonna be not. when D comes. You know, little Kiki, we here. You know, all the time. You always welcome to come. Yeah, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a wonderful time. Yes, so a little chuckle. So envy yeah. is out here. We already know in the industry, but I think I wanted to just touch base a little bit of like the general like you know, some stigmas, some myths, some stereotypes, like mm-hmm. as a dancer, being in the industry, how things are changing now and yeah. all that stuff. So um, I just wanted to know, like, how do you, how do you think is changing now? Like, cause you know, I feel like back in the, back in the day, um, it was like very, a certain type. They look, they were looking for a certain type of body type, mm-hmm. hair, height. you know, height. It was very particular. I feel like now things are little, become a little bit more open. How do you think like that's affecting or do you think it's still that way where it's just like, oh, she's not this skinny. So we're not going to cast her, you know? Well, I think for me, what it comes down to is in the audition, you don't know what they're looking for. You don't know. Oh, you don't? They don't never, like post it up? It depends. Like. For example, if it's an agency call, you're looking to get signed. You don't know what they're looking for. They could be looking for black women. They could be looking for Latino women. They could be looking for Asian men. Like it's with very, the mole in their ear. Right. So like, it, could be, it could be so broad or it could be so specific. But if you're on an audition for a job, let's say they'll have a breakdown. 
So like, um, let me see, let me see, let me give an example. Um, for H and M, I did an H and M ad um, for their Denim United collection, and they were just looking for somebody that was that can be clean, can be marketable, um, can give off uh, dancer vibes, but still be a model, mm-hmm. I guess. And for me. You fit perfectly. I thought that, like, you know, I fit perfectly, but you just never know because they have so many different things they have to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to an audition that says, we want you ladies to be dressed up in heels, but you don't know what kind of choreography it could be. It could be fast. It could be slow. It could be, be sexy. Yeah. It could be tomboyish, but they want you in a heel. Mm-hmm. Like, it really just depends. But as far as, like, the evolution of the dancers and mm-hmm. in the industry, I think they had it harder back then mm-hmm. because they had, mm-hmm. no, they didn't mm-hmm. have social, social media. media. Social media is such a big thing right now. It's the way people make their money. Mm-hmm. People freaking mooch off of it. Like you can literally become a celebrity overnight yeah. off of yeah. social media. And it's so beyond me. I was, I was telling my friend, cause you know, I'm, I'm a dancer too. And she's always like, Addie, you need to put more videos up. You need to do, but you know, I'm in my head. I'm still like that, still a little bit insecure with certain things. So I just always overthink a lot of things. And I literally just, she put this on my latest post. It's just me like in the street, like we were taking pictures and she was like, okay, now turn around and dance to this. And I just was like dancing. I was like, don't post that. And she was like, I'm going to post it. And I was like, as you should. Uh, and it was like, me <laughs> just doing like a cute little, like, you know, little to the Don Colleone. Freaking like close to like 800 views, and I'm like, what? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't really care about stuff like that, but you know, I'm just like, wait, hold up. <laughs> yeah. What if I did a little bit more? What if yeah. I did like, you know, like it's just crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, what it what it really just comes down to now, the difference between now and then is, are you marketable? Are you adaptable? Are you can, can you fit the mold that they're looking for? Because they'll look for your individuality, mm-hmm. but they want to take that same individuality and put it in that mold in that, that they're looking in that for. Group, in mm-hmm. that, in that. That's literally what it is about nowadays. I personally feel it. So. so being in the industry now, like you said, like you've been working with uh, a bunch of people who are like super humble and super, mm-hmm. have you ever had like any experience that didn't feel like that? And it, and it, and cause you know, I feel like us outsiders, I mean, I've been a little bit in it, but like we hear like, Oh, there's like so many, like, you know, um, pointing the fingers or like very judgmental, very, mm-hmm. um, you know, posh, posh, like all that yeah. stuff. So do you think, is uh, you ever experienced something like that, or honestly, I feel like I feel yes. like everybody's very opinionated. Mm-hmm. Let's just start off with there. Everybody's very opinionated. You have some of them that are more vocal, mm-hmm. and then you have some people who are not as vocal, but they're vocal behind your back and they'll smile in your face, and that's. That's like the industry stereotype. That, yeah, right. that's definitely the that's, industry it's stereotype. It's still there, you think? I, for me personally, <laughs> I get along with most people. Like, there's yeah. very few people that I don't not like. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but um, if I've ever gotten into, I, I can't remember anything off the top of my head, but I do know, <laughs> I do know for a fact that the atmosphere here in New York is definitely different from the atmosphere in LA. Um, Which one you think it's more like shady? Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely say LA. Yeah, absolutely. I was waiting. I was waiting for that. I was definitely. I would definitely say LA because you know. The thing about being from New York, like we have a hustler's mentality. Like we already are about it. We're trying to do everything mm-hmm. under the sun to get to that bigger goal that we're trying to accomplish. And we're always in the same like rich. Like that's why I love the train too, because rich, poor, whatever, we could be in the same thing, and we, mm-hmm. you know, like it doesn't matter. It does not yeah. matter. And the thing about it too is that I just feel like people here in New York are more blunt about the situation. Mm-hmm. Like if they don't like you, they're gonna let you know, or right. they're just not gonna fuck with you. Yeah, like, you're gonna feel it. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna feel that I don't like you. Keep your space. Move. Like, right. For me, I've been to LA a handful of times, and I've always 
try to go there with an open mind mm-hmm. because LA has so much to offer. That's why people go there. Mm-hmm. They call it La La Land. Okay. Yeah. And when you also are going there to accomplish something and you don't know anybody, you can be whoever the fuck you want. You don't have anybody that's next to you trying to ground you or somebody that's trying to sun you or somebody that's trying to keep you in check because they know that this is not who you really are. You get what I'm saying? So in essence, it's like you're trying to evolve, but then you took a detour Mm. and then you went to Shadyville and then you found a village (laughs) to get accompanied with. And Mm. then you just all of a sudden you set up shop, set up camp. And there you are as a resident of Shadyville. I love it. Yo, I—it's hard to explain that. Um, I've been to LA twice. First time I was—I was really not. I was like, oh man, I'm so minded. I was like, I want to live in LA. Like, this Mm -hmm. is definitely a place for me. Like, 24 hours later, I'm like, I want to go back to New York. Like, I this is not the place for me. People here, they're just so different. Um, There are a lot of good things about it, but Mm -hmm. I think that if you're doing anything in media, acting, dancing, music. Uh, anything like that, mm-hmm. um, you, it takes a type of mentality and like you, you have to give something up to do that. Yeah. And I think a lot of people say that about New York, but I, I just don't feel that. And again, I'm biased because I'm from here too, but um, New York just feels like, like New York is not comfortable because New York doesn't give a fuck about you. LA is comfortable. The weather is nice. Like there's really good food. There's a beach, but like New York is like it'll. We don't give care. a fuck about you, but we do. Like in a way, I think there was a meme that it was like, "I love New York because I could have a meltdown in the middle of Times Square and no one would like judge me or like really care because no one's really looking at you anyway." Yeah. Like yeah. No one's looking at you, and then you yeah. got some of those who are just stare at you and then just walk away yeah. <laughs> or take out their camera. Right, <laughs> that too. But, um, you know, like I said, it's so all no negative experience. That's good. I'm happy for you. Yeah. Like, no, like, but I'm, but I'm sure there's still like that aura of like that industry, like stereotype, negative stereotype. Yeah, there. they're definitely mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Like they're, so. they're, they're definitely lingering. And, you know, what it comes down to is that these are still people. Mm-hmm. These are still people who are trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. And even if they do feel like they have it figured out, sometimes you don't know where that derives yeah, from. It could just be one part of, yeah. So, you know, I always try to go in with a mind frame that if this person is acting or hashitashi or they're trying to, you know, be funny mm-hmm. with me, it's just like, I don't got time for that. So I just kindly distance myself because what I've learned in LA or everybody that I've known to move from New York to LA, they've literally been focusing on what it is that they've been doing, what they want to do, what they need to do. They start soaring and they also find their group of friends once you find your circle of who you want around you, try. you don't Girl, need anything you That's else. so true. That's so true because two of my friends, one left to, uh, she's a dancer, but she wants to go pursue acting. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, of course she's like, she still has to like work. Like she works in a restaurant or whatever. She's grinding, but she's getting gigs, you know? Mm-hmm. And then my other friend, she left to pursue design and the started, yeah, then now she manages Sylvia. like influencers too. And nice. like, she's producing her work. And I'm just like, girl, she created a network, you know, mm-hmm. because the network is there. Here's harder to find a little bit. Yeah. There is, I feel like it's laid out for you. I think it's, it's, um, I think it depends on the industry. Like, so yeah, I'm, right. I'm in tech and, and in music. And I feel like in tech is actually a lot easier to build a network than in music because everyone that's do, that has been doing music in New York, Philly, Jersey, they went they went to LA. Mm-hmm. They're not doing New York. No. Like they just left. They just went to LA. Because like that because rent's so much like, cheaper. Yeah. Is like the weather is nicer. I it's it's just about the same over there, the rent. Mm. Then he and here. I think it depends, but like is LA is so fucking big. It's so big to get around. Like yeah. it's like three hours to really get around. Like New York City, you do the all five boroughs in like an hour. <laughs> well, all right, the industry. So let's get into a little bit about like what inspires you to dance and like hmm. what yeah what, what makes you move? what makes you I think create. you know what's so crazy is that I've been asking myself this question for like the last actually since the year started mm-hmm. because um, 
don't get me wrong, like I love dancing for artists. I love traveling the world. I love being able to use my movement to tell a story. Yes. But I got to remember that I was that little girl in the kitchen who didn't have any rhythm. And once I was determined to do so, all of a sudden I was able to do everything under the sun and then some. So I think for me, I think for me, what it comes down to is knowing how to magnetize my emotions, knowing how to control my environment around me with my movement. Mm. Dancing for me has always been about learning choreography and performing it on stage. It was for me. It was like that for me for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like once I was responsible for my training, responsible for the work I was getting, it became what do you want to prove? What are you trying to say? What's the message? What is the message? So for me, I think what inspires me to dance is me conveying my message, me conveying who I am when I dance. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I just love being in the moment. Like I've been trying to be more present in my conversations. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm talking to people, even if I get bored, sometimes like my brain will just go somewhere else. And I'll just think about that time I was in class and that step was so popping. Like like sometimes I will subtract myself from the conversation and I'll still be there. Mm -hmm. But being present in the moment while I'm dancing, it just feels so good. Like it just, I don't know. It's just something in my body that just says it feels right. Right. And I think I don't ever want to lose that feeling. Mm. That's what inspires yes. me to dance. Just knowing that it just I feels that right. Way. I can relate too. Cause I think like a lot, like I like that you said like your atmosphere and all that, because I feel like with dancers, especially like we, the best way that you, like we dance to dance, of course, because it looks like it looks pretty to you guys, and it looks this, and it looks it can look a certain way. But for us, I feel like it's just more like this is how we then be feeling. Mm-hmm. Like this is just like our, that's what it is. An ex- like as cliche as it sounds, like it's an expression, and it's like it really like I dance to either let shit out mm-hmm. or to just show you like this is the best way I can show you how I'm feeling. Right. You know, so yes. absolutely. Um, if you could give advice to aspiring or a little old me over here, <laughs> <laughs> little old dancer, petite dancer, <laughs> I feel like I just brought you on so you could give me advice and not anyone else. <laughs> so what would you give uh, 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 other people, a least, young lady uh, of, uh, of New York City? City. She's a host of the um, <laughs> I think no. the advice that I would give Definitely create your own shit. Create your own shit. Um, It's very important to know who you are. It's very important to know what kind of artist you are. Mm. And it's very important that you trademark who you are because there are people who get lost in the sauce and try to steal the sauce. Mm -hmm. There are people who are out there that are looking for you Mm -hmm. and you just don't know it. And then also you have something that you can call yours. Like I can say that, yes, I performed with Rihanna and I performed Mm -hmm. with Beyonce and I performed with Talia and all these Mm -hmm. other people, Mm -hmm. but I can't sit here and say that that was me. I was a part of it. A part of their vision. I was a part of their vision. It's very monumental nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Of course. But it's not yours. It's not mine. Yeah. And that's what it really comes down mm-hmm. to. You know, you want to have something that you can call your own. Yes. Um, and also, I would say try to be as versatile as possible. You have a lot of people out here who are. They go after what's trending. So, like, for example, voguing that has been. Vogue literally in the mainstream eye for maybe about a year and a half, yeah. like literally pushed out there. out there. You have Pose, you have My House, you have freaking Tiana Taylor working yes. pussy. Like you have all these different displays of Vogue and it's beautiful, but you have to remember that it's something that's already been going on for a while. But now all of a sudden it's It's trending. It's the new thing now. It's not really new, but it's the new thing now. Mm -hmm. 
So um, you want to be able to adapt. Like I was saying earlier, you want to be as marketable as possible, as adaptable as possible. It works for me because I have a classical background. I do ballet. I do tap. I do dance. You put in the work. I have all of that. But then I also know how to dance in a heel and be a grown woman and be sexy. But then I also know how to put on a sneaker and move like a dude if I need to be weird and contorted. I have that contemporary, that lyrical, that training background to fulfill what's necessary. Right. So, um, yeah, just try to be as versatile as possible. And, um, more than anything, don't ever stop believing in yourself. Because the minute that you don't believe in yourself anymore, how is the person that you're auditioning for, the person that you're trying to work for, going to believe in you? Like, that doesn't, that's not going to correlate. That's not going to make any sense. Someone can see your potential. Someone can see what you may have to offer or your growth that's yes. going to happen. But if you don't take that initiative to do so, if you don't take that that step to believe in yourself and just really go for it, no matter your insecurities, your vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Right. So... Yeah. Wow, that's advice even for anyone. It's like, trying to do anything. <laughs> that's great. No, it's like that's like amazing. I'm just like I'm like soaking it all in because it's been a week of that too. Like my friend from LA, I'm like she's that friend, so she's been like preaching to me and like just seeing like you know sometimes like I feel it sometimes, but then you know there's days that you don't. Yeah. So um, I think nice I think for me, what one of the things that kind of gets in my way is yeah, uh, you do I, with your music that yeah. is so great, but you don't put out. I think it's the same way. Like we're both yeah, like yeah. I have like my dancing and people be like it's okay, you should just post, and I'm like. And he's the same. I'm like, this is a good ass well, mix poster, so, but he's like, but a, a lot of times, like, fine I, line between I like, I like legally can't post it, okay. or like, <laughs> I'm not allowed to post it. No, nah, but you'll be in your they'll, head, they'll, they'll, they'll take it down. You'll yeah, be in your head about but, it. Um, I think for me, one of the things I've been, I had a conversation with someone yesterday about it was, I think for so long, I thought, um, that I had to be a type of person mm. in order to have the label attached to it mm. so so i think a, a lot of it in my head is like I, I can't take it seriously unless i'm doing it full-time and that i'm not legit until it's full-time mm-hmm. and then lately i've been thinking i'm like what if i don't have to do this full-time for me to be like to to actually you know do and and like be a producer right like right. Like the the label of producer that has no connotation of time, right? Like, that, what if you created your own fucking label? You yeah. know what I mean? And so, then that shit pops. No, like, so, 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 but I think, for me, it, a lot of times, like, I'm I'm into so many different things mm-hmm. that I'm just like, okay. you know, yeah. if if I just do one, I can't do the others, right. right? And so, but a part of me is like, you know what? I'm I'm okay with that that draw that like the cost of that mm-hmm. because. Like, maybe I don't need to, maybe, like, me doing music full-time doesn't mean, like, doesn't mean I'll be successful. Like, I'm assuming that I, w- I need to do it full-time to be successful. Right. But, like, what if it's just, like, no, you could just keep, keep doing what you're doing as mm-hmm. is. And, like, sure, it might take longer, but, well, like, who gives a fuck, right? right? Like, as long, and, like, I think a lot of times, like, you, people invalidate their own experiences mm-hmm. because it's not what other people are doing, right? right and in yes. my head, I have to do it full-time because that's what everyone else is right. doing. But I was, like... No one else is doing all the other shit I'm doing. So right. I was like, I need to keep being more unique yes. and like not worry about like worrying about, oh, like, well, if you're not doing full time, I can't like then it's a hobby, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like, you know, because I a lot of it has to do with like like how much time things are taking, right? right? And it's just mm-hmm. like there's some people who work on stuff and it's really good and they're like, Oh, this only took me two hours. And I'm like, fuck yo like and they're not even like that like experience whatever um and i think a a lot of it does really have to do with you know making coming having it come from you being very unique Mm -hmm. if you if you make something very unique no one gives a fuck if you spend two hours a week working versus no one because no one's keeping track only you are right Mm -hmm. and but you also know how like attentive you are in those two hours. Like I care about, you know, like let's make that time very useful. Let's put all your attention into that one thing Mm -hmm. versus like, let me just change my whole life around this one thing that like, maybe that might not really make me happy. Right. Like that, that idea might not make me happy. As long as I get to do the things I want to do, who gives a fuck if like they pop off or not. Right. Right. Like, like it'll like, 
that's not my choice to pop off. I don't have control over that, right? Like, but I do have control over like, yo, how unique is this? How how me is this, mm-hmm. right? So I think, yeah, I, that advice definitely applies to to anyone doing anything artistic or creative. Yeah, and definitely like, there's a lot that goes into it, but I think it's three things. Like, one, you can't compare yourself to other yep. people, especially with dancing. Because it's like that, that was like my biggest thing. And I was telling her when we had that little break too that, you know, like I'm like almost at that finish line of like taking that officially out my head. Like, because of mm-hmm. course it still comes out here and there. But like, you know, I'm a, I'm a petite girl. Like in dance, like that's not, especially for commercial dancing, that's not ideal. Like mm-hmm. a petite, like they want someone. And in fashion too, like they want someone who will fill out the clothing and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Or it's just like there's a standard of thing, which I feel like. Needs to well, like, I mean, it's, it's definitely evolving. Slim, like, yeah, it's definitely evolving. It's definitely evolving. Touched base on it earlier, like, but um, there's there's that you just mm-hmm. can't compare yourself to other people because nobody's you. Mm-hmm. Nobody has your sauce. Like mm-hmm. I said, nobody mm-hmm. has your fire or your. That's your, that's your shit. That's your stuff. Right. That's, that's your, your shit. No one else can take it. Hello. Yeah, your juices. Yeah. <laughs> it comes down to the amount of work that you're putting in. And that same amount of work that you're putting in, how much time does it take in your own time? I'm not even speaking like the concept of time is like your own time clock for your life. Sometimes things happen for people in the matter of a day. Some things happen for people in the matter of a month. Sometimes it may take a year, 10 years. It doesn't matter. Your time clock does not correlate with anybody else but the amount of work that you put in. Because mm. all it takes is that one person to say, yes, I want you. Mm. All it takes is for that one person to hear you, to see you, to feel your energy. And they're like, I want to work with you. I want to invest in you. Mm-hmm. I want, let's do, let's do right. this. And that's really what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Going back to saying, believing in yourself, like as much as you believe in yourself, that your work ethic, your diligence, mm-hmm. your, we'll your will all follow through. Everything will definitely pay off in the end, but you do not. I, I honestly think you don't have to just focus on one thing for it to just be and all be all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the other thing I was thinking about was um, I was watching this really good interview with, uh, with Angie Martinez, A Angie, hey, Auntie Angie, Angie. and she, she Auntie, was, listen to me, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> she was uh, she was interviewing ASAP Rocky, and it was such a great interview. And like the more he was talking about how like all the the different endeavors he's in, um, I was just kind of like, you know, what? I'm kind of, I, I think I I love this approach of like being very you know multi dimensional. Yes. yes, and and uh, and a lot of that like it, like, it's it's like now. Yeah, but it's like it's Absolutely. it's complex because like before it was never like that. I was like, you are this, you are that, mm-hmm. and that's it. But like for you me, think, it's like especially as millennials, we're yeah. like the slashes. Like I'm a dancer, slash model, slash actress, yeah. slash host, slash mm-hmm. uh, daughter. Know, I clean, uh, <laughs> I clean bathroom, slash I do. You know, like we you as, and in New York, like we have multiple hustles. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's, it's, it's that like, it's that mind frame. Again, it's like I care more about how all the pieces come together than if like one of those things like is like like not one of those things is like the core thing. It's a piece of the puzzle. Right. And I I'm now I'm starting to see I'm like, you know, I've always tried to abandon one for the other and like and like try to really focus, but I always felt like a gap. Like something was missing. Like right. I'm not really fully me in, in that. And so now I'm kind of just like how do you really fucking like pull it together? So you like you you're working hard on on all those things and and you're because like I don't really I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I don't know if I'm going to be working on the same things more now. Like I don't. I really I'm don't taking know. it day by day. Like nah. I just I I keep trying to do stuff that's going to make me better. Yeah. Right? And like just add to your value. Yeah. Yes. yes I think that's. Oh, I mean, I love that. I just wanted to, I mean, we're going to jump on one train today because, you know, time. But um, the D train is our debrief. So does this subject matter need to be rectified? If so, what are some possible solutions we can draw in effort to move forward? So I guess in terms of like, you know, the industry standards or like getting into the industry. um, I mean, that whole field. I feel like things are already kind of 
uh, I, I guess, redefining yeah, yeah, on their own. Exactly. Like, like I said before, social media has literally taken everything by storm. Yes. You can be an influencer if you want to. And get paid fucking. And get paid. You can be a Fashion Nova <laughs> freaking brand ambassador by just posting your pictures everything. in this Fashion Nova fit. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what it is is that, like, in a dance industry everybody always says you know you need to nobody really dances anymore or everybody's always taking each other's moves or Mm -hmm. doing the same kind of moves and there's no more originality Mm -hmm. and there's no more you know they just say it all the time to have their own opinion about it Mm -hmm. and for me I just feel like some people's interpretation of dance is not always going to be received. There's also a lot of dance videos that I see out there that I'm just like, why did they think that was okay? <laughs> but that goes back to, like I said, their interpretation of dance. That mm-hmm. can go back to their training, what mm-hmm. they know, what they right. don't know. Exactly. Um, but as far as trying to change things. I think the one thing that I would like to see in the dance community that I don't see enough of is, hmm, I don't know. Hmm. How do you feel on the support? Um, I feel like me, like let's, you know, like I slid into your DMs, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to give it a shot. You You know, I shot my shot. Like how, like that, Wait, well, I'm backtracking. Like, how does that like feel? Like, let's say, like, if someone like slid into like that's a like support. Like, are you? I don't know how to word the question. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, because she was like, "What is missing?" And I was just thinking, like, is it maybe like support? Like uh, with other like other dancers. I guess I guess that bit? would definitely be one of the main things. Only because like I've I've experienced it being a notion of like somebody who I don't know at all yeah. supports everything that I do. Right. But my friends or the people that I associate myself with, they'll be like, "Oh, that's so dope." But I don't get that support via social so, media. Yeah. Like that's like an important thing for people now. Mm-hmm. Like, and then there's a difference between posting in your story and posting it on. On your page if you don't post it on your page you're not that important but if you post it on the story it's like okay i got the support mm-hmm. um people will be like you gotta comment on my picture for the algorithm yes because you know girl it's i know yes. but I, I would de- i would definitely say support is is one of them because someone's always watching mm-hmm. someone's always freaking watching you don't know who's on your page and that's i'd be seeing people that i'm just like isn't this my ex's girlfriend now (laughs) like she's looking at my shit and they they don't care like because you know in this story you can see yeah people be bold people make up people accounts i was gonna say like not not in this way but in terms of where you don't like the how crazy social media is People post what they want to show. Right. And a lot of people, I, a lot of people, you know, we, we talk about social media pretty often here, but, um, what I like to really remind people is you don't know who fucks with who, because social media is not the only way there's like big, big people who like fuck with me. They don't follow me on Instagram, Mm -hmm. but they're all over my emails. Mm -hmm. I see them in person. They talk to me. Mm -hmm. Maybe I have their number and they they text me. So like you, just because like you see or like th- there might be a lack of like love or support, mm-hmm. you don't know who they're talking to. You don't know who they know. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like also like not going based on like followers. And, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, I've seen some people they're like, Oh like, yeah, I just want to like these like big awards. I can film like people that I follow in film. And I'm like, what? And they have like 200 followers. Mm-hmm. And they, like where when the sun dance, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh shit. So, yeah, so. Yeah, I think, okay, so I yeah, think I got it. Yeah, good. I got it. I think more than anything, I would like to see other dancers uplifting one another, mm. even if they don't know them. Um, At least not to throw shade initially. Right, yeah. not to throw shade or initially. Or don't agree with their dance style. Right, like, like if you don't agree with it, okay, cool, but don't bash. Yeah. Don't, um feel like you have to put that negative kind of energy out there. Um, I would definitely like to see 
more mentorships mm-hmm. as well. Like I've been fortunate to have um, different mentors, yes. but I've never had a female mentor. Mm. So I feel like if I if I would have had that, I would have I would have feel like that I had that extra womanly strength, wisdom, knowledge. I don't know. Like, yeah, I would definitely like to see more mentorships and more genuine relationships with people because when we're not dancing, we're well, living we our lives. Yeah, exactly. We're living our lives. Because at the end of the day, like, yes, it's part of our life, but again, like, it's still a job. Yeah. It's still whatever. Like, I it's still, still have business. To, I still chill with my mom. So, you know, like, I still go yeah. shopping. I still do this. So. Like, above all, just really creating genuine friendships. Genuine. Genuine friendships with my choreographers, with sometimes even the artists. Because sometimes, you know, artists, they have to separate themselves Mm -hmm. from, you know, who they work with as opposed to who is in their personal life. Yeah. Sometimes they have to do that. Um, But just like I said, sometimes like I know I created a relationship with Kalala, like just being a part of like the the process and everything, just talking to her, talking to Halsey, talking to freaking Re, even if it was like for a split second, like just having those genuine interactions. Well, because that's when you radiate too. Like, you know, like not everyone has that genuine intention. Like, you know, there's people who freaking will probably get started. And will will solicitate and will be so, you know, like. Freaking leeches. Exactly. Like, so it's just like, it's about personality too. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta dictate like if it's worth it or not. Like, yeah. You see that this person is mad cool and then they switch up because of a job opportunity that came up and they're like, oh, yeah, okay. so you are. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then from there, I'll be able to tell if you're somebody that I just want to be around or, when we're just chilling or, or you're somebody that I'm going to make can, sure that I'm going to have you around for this particular job because I know you're an opportunist, but I know you'll get your shit together exactly. and you'll do what you need to do. Exactly. So, you know, it just, it, you got to... You got to play the field. You got to find your balance more than anything. Definitely, like, I'm a reader of, like, I feel and read. So, knowing that, so many layers, but that's great. I think we're coming to an end of our episode. (laughs) And that's the end of our episode, guys. Thank you so much, Envy, for coming into the Dose House and just, like, blessing our, well, not mics, but our our our, yeah, our mic. So, um, thank you for having me. Thank you. It's definitely been a lot to follow. Yes, and thank you for sharing all of that. <laughs> so you can follow us at the New York Dose everywhere: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can follow me at Adeloso09 on Instagram and at Adeloso on the Snappy because you know. And you can follow me at Bruckner NYC on Instagram and BB Bruckner on Twitter. (laughs) Also, don't use that, but uh, I I will follow you back if you follow me. But I won't post anything. Y'all don't need to know about my life yet. (laughs) I'm dead. Um, You guys can follow me at underscore underscore n v m e. Those are all letters. Fun (laughs) fact: those are all the initials of my name. N, my name is Narita. V, my dad's last name is Vaz. M, my mom. Well, the the my actual last name is McFarland. And E, my middle name is Eliana. Yes. Oh, so yes, it. and then on Twitter you can follow me at supremely n v s u p r e m e l i n v. Okay. Yes, and shout out to Nakim by Nakim. Um, make sure you guys use our discount code. Go shop over there. Uh, the discount code is the New York Dose, and you get ten percent off. They are an African brand. Base. They have dope stuff, dope bags, and yeah. all of that hats. And shout out to Foodie O for our Ooh. headphones. Our white region, we are loving it. And you can get 50% off too by using our code New York Dose at checkout. So go to Foodie go to Nakeem, go shop, and use our code. All right, guys. This episode was produced by the board of the New York Dose, hosted by the Carbon Dioxide Network. And shout out to our audio engineer, Bruckna, in the building. <laughs> And editor, photos, and YouTube, and all that stuff was done by me and Bruckner today. And shout out to the rest of the team over at YouTube, Monet, Max, uh, and in our crew department, Mahaya Eden, G. Lucici. And don't forget to stay dope. Stay dose. And stay New York. It's, it's the New York, York dose, baby. baby. Ay, ay, ay.
Before you leave, here's a message from our carbon dioxide network brothers over at Taste Your Tongue. Let that shit out. What's up, everyone? I go by Mars and I run the Taste Your Tongue podcast. Taste Your Tongue is an expression originating in the West Indies, which means think before you speak. Sounds simple, right? And yet there's so many people nowadays who forget to do so. On Taste Your Tongue, we make it a point to combat this reckless habit. So tune in every Monday on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud as we think about everyday problems and then speak about possible solutions for them. Everyone speaks, but not everyone tastes their tongue. And that's where we come in. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I know they said something about some beef that we had. This shit is a dumb good. You mad tight, yo. Hey, yo, did I ask me? Better life. Yo, that shit is whack. This shit about to be lit. Nah, you fine, my nigga. Look at me again and you gonna catch these hands. You big man or little man? You would have thought you was getting that money back. That's mad OD. I'm not pussy. Fuck out of here. Out of here, my nigga. Like, what? The fuck? Miss, miss, like, hey yo. Fab, but like, DK. 